0: Welcome to the Delta Flyers, everyone. The Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are myself, Garrett Wong, and my co host, ASMR style, Mr. Robert Duncan
1: McNeil. Robert Duncan McNeil! That's WWE style. Robert Duncan McNeil! Like that. Look at the contrast.
0: You've got the WWE style, and I have the ASMR style.
1: Yes, yes. What was I gonna say? Oh, because of last week's uh, Threshold episode, yeah, uh, we've been talking about adding um, a coffee brand to our store because Neelix says in the Threshold episode that uh, he's created a whole new blend of coffee yeah. after, after Tom breaks through the Warp 10 Threshold barrier. Yeah. Neelix creates Paris Delight the new coffee blend
0: new blend and then we were talking about this uh just recently and i brought up the fact that i said i am way ahead of you my cousin is a coffee bean farmer in the island of kona and wow. let's face it hawaiian coffee is the bomb so that i is. think this is a good possibility of you know some collaboration paris here. delight paris delight coffee <laughs> that's That'd very fun. funny oh my gosh
1: we may have to come up with a whole line. We may have to become bigger than Starbucks cuz we're going to have to have like nebula coffee for Jane Way, you yeah. know, coffee from the nebula or whatever we call yeah. it. Paris yeah. Delight. There's a a couple of blends that we could have. Yeah. We're going to be bigger than Starbucks, I feel.
0: Are we Galaxy
1: Bucks or Universe galaxy. Bucks? Instead of star, I mean, Starbucks Delta is just bucks.
0: one star. Delta Bucks, uh, but Can you imagine if this actually takes off and people talk about this decades into the future? Like how, how did, how did Delta bucks get started? And they're like, well, it was a podcast of all things, but two actors from Star Trek. There was this TV show where everybody loved coffee, coffee and nebulas.
1: Yeah. yeah so
0: this could be a, a really, really fun little side gig that we both have right
1: i I, I drink a lot of coffee, and uh, Jane Wade drank a lot of coffee, as we know and
0: uh... i 'll be perfectly honest with you. I love the smell of coffee, but I cannot drink it really. It, oh, my stomach is just torn to shreds It, wow. it, it is the, the caffeine in, in the um, the coffee kills me. I can drink tea, caffeinated tea, but that Regular coffee, oh, it's too much, man. too acidic, it's or too something. much. I guess yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm bummed. I mean, your coffee that you typically drink, do you drink every day? You drink a cup of coffee in the morning?
1: Oh, I probably drink three cups a day, four cups. Seriously, four. seriously. So you in the morning? I have. Day. I have at least two cups, and and I will admit, I, I'm I'm excited about Paris Delight, our our new coffee label, <laughs> but uh, my favorite coffee is my Nespresso machine. I use a Nespresso machine. Really. And I I have a Virtuo Nespresso machine. It makes all kinds of delicious gourmet coffees that are sort of whipped and frothy and really delicious. And uh, I love my Nespresso Virtuo machine. I really do. I have to admit.
0: Wow. Um, Who's the celeb that pitches uh, Nespresso? Um, George Clooney? Isn't George 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 Clooney Clooney, the
1: Nespresso spokesperson? Okay. We'll have to put some Paris Delight into a Nespresso pod. I think so, uh, or, or do some kind of co-branding with them because I only drink my Nespresso these days. Okay, we'll make okay.
0: Nespresso specific Paris Delights too. Okay, Paris Delights. <laughs> just to just to satisfy you—that's oh. that's all that counts, really. Yeah. You know, as long as you're happy. Thank
1: you. Okay.
0: Yeah, happiness. What about Rebecca? Yeah. Does Rebecca drink coffee with you?
1: Or yes, no? she does, but she has a different machine. She likes her. You guys drip coffee. She has a different. She doesn't like my Nespresso. She likes a nice drip. <laughs> classic. She's a classic. So, uh, yeah.
0: Some people have his and her sinks. McNeil has his and her coffee machine. That's right. Oh
1: my God. We do. We That's do. Classic. Yeah. Okay.
0: Good to know. Hey, man, what's this week's
1: episode called? Let's see. It is called Meld. Meld? Yeah. Meld is a, is, a, um, is a Tuvok episode. Yeah. I think. Um, okay. I'm very excited. Cool. By, the, by the way, this has been fun lately. Last week with yeah. Threshold, we got Kate Mulgrew to join us for a few minutes and uh, give her thoughts. Yeah. Um, this week, I think we're going to be able to get Tim Russ to yeah. join us and talk about uh, Meld. Right. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't rewatched it yet. I'm very excited yeah. to first rewatch it, talk about that with you and, and, Yeah. I'm involved. So um.
0: I am excited too. All right. So let's, uh, Robbie, let's go watch this episode, uh, Meld. And let's come back and and talk about this and discuss. We are back from watching Meld. Mm
1: -mm -mm. and Mm -mm. I have to say. (laughs) That's how many
0: I had yeah a lot of mm's going on um I, know, I was scared hey, my memory's a little messed up on this one i i in our what do we remember uh, bonus material for our patrons yeah. I talked about suitor trying to evade all the authorities and everything mm-hmm. in the Jeffrey's tube. that's actually from a later episode <laughs> yes um, it is it is with suitor and i and that is an episode that has not happened yet, but um So my memory was off
1: yeah my memory was off too because i did not recall any of that sandrine story oh my god about the the you know the gambling and all that stuff and yeah i didn't remember any of that i i do have to say like i like it when we have like if if you hadn't had that story in this episode it would have felt so bodily and um, you know, I like when there's other stories um, yeah. I just felt like in this instance I felt like the gambling in Sandrine's and the story of, of Souter were mm-hmm. so completely detached from each other like they had nothing to do with each other in terms of I mean mm-hmm. maybe maybe you could say the darker side of you know of people's we're, we, you know we all have sort of a darker side if you want to call it gambling or whatever a darker side maybe I, I don't know I could, yeah. I could not make a connection between the B story and the A story. They seem to have nothing to do with each other.
0: That's true. I mean, well, if you talk about, you know, murder being a vice, would that be a vice? I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I Maybe a for a serial killer, it's a vice. <laughs> yeah, but. It's a vice for a serial killer, yeah. But uh, it, then there's definitely, you know, there's definitely a negative connotation when it comes to gambling. You know, there's a yeah. lot of that. Um, saying that that is a vice, right? So you yeah. shouldn't engage in gambling or whatever um, so maybe that's that's a very loose connection between the suitor story yeah and the game. I don't know but that's as close as we can come really in this one because okay. it had nothing to do with it um, I was just gonna add that the irony of the situation is that although Tom Paris is the one who initiates the gambling racket shall mm-hmm. we call it you know <laughs> um, or initiates the gambling sequences or scenes in real life it's me I'm the one who's the gambler you know I've all oh yeah someone who plays, you know, uh, craps and blackjack and I've bet sports gambling, you know, sports, mm-hmm. bets, sports betting. I'm not sports betting. a gambler. You're in not, real life. and in real no. life, you, you'd, you know. Not you know, at you all. You would be caught dead in a casino, but you just, you have no yeah. inkling or no, no interest. motivation. No. Am I right? No yeah. interest at all. There's no appeal whatsoever. Uh-huh. In, in get, and I find that uh, that there's some type of genetic predisposition
1: to gambling. There may be. But right. um, yeah, now, it's, it's a nice beginning. Sandrine's, Yes. Michael Piller wrote the screenplay. Mike Sussman had the story. And uh, Cliff Bull was our director. I love Cliff. Cliff. Bull. Yes, love Cliff Bull. He did a lot of episodes for us. He was just an old school, you know, straight shooter. I liked his confidence and his uh, mm-hmm. his kind of he. It was clear he was the director and the leader in the room, and we got we had shorter days usually with Cliff yeah. Bowl. Yeah, um, he knew what he wanted. I have a limerick. I'm just gonna before we get started in the plot. Yes. So my limerick for meld. Mm-hmm. My limerick for meld is, Souter was a psycho killer on board, and murder we couldn't afford. So Tuvok performed a mind meld. His Vulcan violence was expelled. Meanwhile, in Sandrine's, nobody scored. Like, I got the B story in there too. Nobody scored. Is that what you said? Scored. Scored. Yeah. Scored. Yeah. sugar was a psycho killer on board and murder we couldn't afford. So Tuva performed a mind melt. His Vulcan violence was expelled. Meanwhile, in Sandrine's, Nobody scored. There you go. That's my my limerick. Limericks are hard, by the way.
0: They are. I'm so impressed that you've kept this up, this limerick synopsis of yours. Um, But I I think our listeners will have to agree that they probably prefer this over the long meandering synopsis that used to come out of you. (laughs) I I honestly, I went and took a nap and then I came back. and And I still was synopsizing. You're still synopsizing, exactly. All right, let's do a haiku synopsis. Here we go. Suter kills Darwin. Tuvok mind melds with Souter. Bad, Mr. Vulcan. <laughs> nice. Yeah.
1: That's my Vulcan. shout out to Neelix. Neelix calls Tuvok Mr. Vulcan. He's the only one that calls him that, right? By the way, did you see in the, in the, we'll get there, uh, but yep. it just comes to mind in case I forget. When yep. in the holodeck, Tuvok was experimenting with his anger and reacts to Neelix and grabs him by the throat against the wall. You could see the prosthetic head being smushed. You could see the line so clearly. Really? The prosthetic head was sort of, it was being pushed against the wall. If you go back and look, you'll see the shape of the prosthetic underneath and where it's glued and where it's not glued because it kind of mushes into a line. You can see it so clearly. Look at
0: you, Mr. Observant.
1: Yeah. I forgot to note that, but it just came to mind as we were talking. Huh. Huh. Okay. Um, I like that. Okay. So we're in Sandrine's. Uh, And I
0: feel like you kind of, even though we talked about last episode, you'd you'd made the beginning of the turn, the transition into... He goes back to his old ways. He's still going back to his old ways. He's like, now how can I scam everybody? Everybody out of their, their replicator rations. I'm gonna do this. And I oh my I love that.
1: I love that he called it the Paris Radiogenic Sweepstakes. <laughs> it's like, oh, dude, it's very funny. It and is it's funny. just taking a little commission for, but you know, <laughs> you as a gambler would say like, well, you know, it's entertainment. Like gambling yeah. is entertainment in a way, yeah. and so Paris it was is. providing a service of entertainment for the crew mm-hmm. okay. and um you know i i also think that um you know one of the themes of the episode is i like where neelix talked about early on he talks about it's call wreck season and the and tuvac goes there's no season call wreck is not a season it's a right. day of mourning or something mm-hmm. and then and then neelix goes well, what about Vulcan Romari? That's that's the festival of naked partying. And <laughs> it's it sounded like Mardi Gras, honestly, to me. And so yeah. immediately I started thinking, oh, this is going to be an episode about the dark side of our nature getting repressed, obviously, mm. with Tuvok and everything. But it's yeah. the same in Sandrines. It's the dark side of our, you know, our, our gambling or taking risks or maybe yeah. drinking alcohol or whatever, people, yeah. you know, playing pool. It's all of those the darker side of our nature, if we mm. just repress it all the time and mm. don't allow some escape valves, that we're gonna bottle it up and it's gonna come out potentially in, in, a, in the wrong way. So, yeah. so I think yeah. Paris was providing a service with, his, with the sweepstakes.
0: He <laughs> was, I'm gonna, I'll i buy that then, okay. I'll buy
1: that. So then we had to, uh, I think- uh, Engineering,
0: go yes. to engineering.
1: Yeah. We hear about the warp drive problem and that it's maybe an EPS conduit situation and mm. suit, but Suter says, everything's fine.
0: Yeah. But we don't hear about it until Tuvok is called to, uh, isn't he in the mess hall at the time when he, when he gets called to uh, engineering, when he discovers the body. I think yeah. He was, he's
1: in there talking to uh, Neelix. He's talking to Neel- to yes, ne-
0: yeah. Neelix is all, Neelix is doing his thing in this episode. There's so oh, yeah. many uh, scenes of Neelix just, just, you know his line delivery and just how he just just everything yeah. was just uh, on show for this this one. It was like a Neelix showcase, a one man show. Was the other B storyline?
1: Yes, I think that uh, Ethan Phillips and Tim Russ had a really good banter between the two of them in real life, and they were good. Yes, friends. they hung they out and they were. And I think a lot of that comfort sort of came out in these scenes of uh, the odd couple, the Neelix. You know, they gave him a lot of dialogue to try to make Tuvok laugh and mm-hmm. Tim Russ uh, was able to play the straight man there. It was very funny. It was very sweet and very charming. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yes, Mr. Darwin is dead. Tuvok's called to engineering. They open up mm-hmm. the closet. I couldn't tell what that <laughs> Did was. You in it the the v- closet? Did you call yeah, up the closet? They open up a closet <laughs> and there's a body in there. But when they first revealed it, I couldn't tell what it was, but it was gross. It was like, it was like bloody, but I couldn't, it was very unclear what, what I was looking at
0: for me. You this. saw the
1: hand though, right? There was like a hand that was I sitting could, there. T- I couldn't really bloody tell hand. what that was. I guess. Really? Maybe, yeah. Huh. Although my TV okay. was very dark today. My, my, my feed, I don't know why, yeah. Was yeah. Very, everything was very dark. So it could have been a setting oh. on my TV. Okay. It could have been a That's setting good. on my TV, not the show. That could be it. Okay. Um,
0: Yeah, so then they discover, you know, they discover, they discover the body, then they start doing a little backtracking on seeing who was Mm -hmm. in engineering at that time that Darwin was there and it Mm looks like there was only one other person, Suter. So Mm -hmm. Tuvok uh, begins his investigation by questioning Suter in his quarters. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is like the
1: first time that I think we've seen, have we seen Tuvok's quarters before? I think we have, but we see a little more of it. Yeah. Right, be- right before the scene, though, with the interrogation, mm. they're talking in Janeway's ready room, and Chakotay starts, Chakotay starts saying, you know, I didn't really like this guy. I didn't trust him. He, he mm-hmm. seemed to enjoy killing way too much. Yeah. And all I could think of in that scene was, oh, thanks, Chicote. Why haven't you brought up this before? <laughs> We've been out for a year and a half, and you haven't mentioned there might be a killer in engineering like oh now you decide to say you got a psycho in engineering like <laughs> I, that was i wish he had said like well oh, i didn't want to bring this up before it's probably nothing i wish he had said yeah. something like that cuz as soon yeah. as he said well i never liked him he always seemed yeah. like a psycho killer a serial killer i'm like dude why didn't you say something
0: before didn't didn't tuvok bring that up didn't he say hey why didn't you tell us that before someone says that someone actually voices that opinion oh
1: thank god yeah. I didn't maybe I didn't hear it oh good <laughs> maybe you didn't hear
0: it and they're like uh well, don't you think this information would have been pertinent I think it was Tuvok well don't you think this information right. would have been pertinent for for you to tell us this and then uh, Chicote goes well I don't report hunches you know he doesn't oh that's right gonna, you know, that's right he did say something you like tell that me my hunch you know um that this guy's crazy uh crazy killer okay
1: but, uh, all right so
0: there was a little bit of yeah talk about that um so, but back into the quarters, I like, I like the wall, the wall yeah. adorned, uh, what was adorning the, that yeah. wall was like, I don't know, was that a Vulcan it sarcophagus cool. or whatever? That looked really cool. I, I just kept.
1: I think Tuvok has the nicest quarters, even nicer than Janeway's. <laughs> he's got a nice quarter. He's got good decoration. He's got plenty of room to meditate and do all his things. He sure does. He sure And does. then he had to go tear it up.
0: Yeah, when he is, loses yeah.
1: his mind, he's got to go destroy everything. That's why oh we can't God. have nice things. That crazy, that crazy Tuvok. We, you can never give
0: Tuvok nice things. Oh, my Lord. So the mind meld. Hmm. Poor, poor, poor Tuvok. He's Tuvok. trying to help Suitor, yeah. But in the long run, he ends up feeling the effects of the mind meld, the reverse mind meld, basically. Yeah. All right. And that's the uh, I never understood mind melds.
1: Yeah. I never understood before as clearly as this episode mm-hmm. that the mind melds are, you know, my mind to your mind, your mind to my, our, my mind, we're becoming one. We are one. Yep. mind. I never realized that in that we are one, that when you come out of the mind meld, you might be left with a little more of the other guys than your own. You know, yeah. I never quite, I never quite saw that as clearly as, as this episode. I also, Same here. I also noticed when the doctor was doing the DNA investigation, that the graphics for the DNA, like if you think about the mid nineties, 95 or whatever, 96 this year,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: DNA was still not used in a court of law. It was still experimental. We knew very little about it. The research in DNA was not nearly as extensive as it is now, 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so I, I saw the graphic and and the dialogue about DNA and I'm like, oh my God, that sounds so primitive. because We know so much more about DNA now. But here was the doctor talking about DNA and looking at this in this like microscopy thing. And it just looked goofy compared to what the science we look at now, you know? I just thought that was interesting.
0: That is interesting. Does that that is what cues you to oh my gosh that that's what dates the show. You know, yeah. you're like oh, is it typically what dates a film or TV project is is the type of cell phone that people are using in yeah. that film or TV project? But in in Star Trek,
1: it's it's the science behind yeah. using DNA,
0: right, which is definitely yeah felt much very more commonplace now.
1: Yeah, yeah it felt very dated. The doctor points to the DNA, it's definitely Suter. Suter admits everything to Tuvok. He just comes clean. Yeah. And I thought that scene was really creepy to me. It was it was big time. Cold and calculated and very scary. Yeah. But then it also brings light to the fact that,
0: you know, uh, some people are just wired that way.
1: You know what I'm saying, where they mm-hmm. don't
0: feel, because the fact that he's a bet- beta zoid and a zoid, that entire species, that entire Star Trek alien species, is about uh, being an empath, being yeah. able to feel what other people are feeling. And you have yeah. that line in there, which to me was the creepiest line from Suter, was that, uh, hey, I'm a zoid. We're supposed to feel other people's feelings. I can't even feel my own feelings, is what yeah. he said. And yeah. I was like, Oh, that's so creepy. That's creepy. But that's always to show you. There's always an anomaly, right? There's always, you know, mm-hmm. if you have a whole bunch of, uh, of cows that are brown, there's going to be one white cow, right? If you have a whole bunch yeah. of uh, betazoids, there's going to be one that doesn't feel jack, can't feel anything, and that's Suter, um, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. I thought it was interesting when they go into the doctor and um, Tuvok is trying to understand this. He says something like, a crime must have a logical purpose. It right. must have a motive, and the doctor's yeah. like, "Oh, you think everything should make sense and yeah. you know add up." And yep. so he goes out to Kess and says, "Okay, Kess, you know, uh, look in his file. Are there any, you know, mental illnesses or anything?" Mm-hmm. And and Kess says something like, "No, nothing here," and um, and he's not bipolar. And so the doctor says something like, "Well, he then he's not insane per se," and part of me was like wait a minute, bipolar <laughs> is not insane. Yeah. Depressive is not insane. Like we can't just boil this down to a quick comment about, I don't know, I found that in terms of the mental illness health field, like right. that was a bit of an irresponsible moment. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, Well,
0: yeah, similar people to the can DNA. We have progressed yeah. beyond that point with mental illness now, right? People are now acknowledging that
1: it is an illness. So, it's yes, it can be depression, can be a serious illness, but certainly not insanity. Like, using the yeah. word insane when the doctor goes, Well, he, he's not insane per se. Mm-hmm. I don't know, something about that I found to be slightly confusing and hard to grasp. You know, with yeah. you mentioned bipolar and insanity in the same sentence, and I'm like, Wait a minute, that's right, that's not how it works yeah.
0: the therapy was the neurosynaptic therapy uh that the doctor decides to mm-hmm. use to help mm-hmm. to Voc out and it's like a shock therapy with, right yes well basically kind of i mean it, i disagreed with it i mean I, I from what i understood from watching the episode the doctor was basically taking away all of his filters. Vulcan filters yeah uh-huh. so that he feels everything and that's how the, they're gonna cure him i'm not sure if that's right because i yeah you're right shock therapy Um, when it was in vogue at what the turn of the century, when people thought, Hey, this is great, but really it's like taking a, taking a sledgehammer to kill a gnat or, or an ant, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, why are you going that far to, to institute change in somebody by using shock therapy? And that's, I guess, kind of what he was going through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but thank God we got to that, that therapy happened because we got some choice, choice, scenes from two. Oh, Tim, Tim was like, awesome. Oh, he was God. so good. Calling the captain, you know, you disgust me. wrong and you disgust me and yeah. then threatening. This is the only time I can think of anyone threatening the doctor's life. You know, that yeah. can, with a few choice keystrokes, I can, I can make it uh-huh. so that you, I can completely terminate your program yeah. <laughs> where, you, where you don't even exist any longer. <laughs> yeah. thought, wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, he
1: said something like, you're not invulnerable, hologram.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, hologram.
1: You're not invulnerable, hologram. Vulnerable
0: hologram. Let's great. do that at conventions if we're with Bob Picardo. Let's just call him hologram or just yeah. say that line to him. You're not invulnerable, hologram. That's right. <laughs> See how he reacts to that one.
1: I thought it was interesting Suter said a little earlier than this when Tuvok was talking to him after the mind meld and Tuvok was trying mm-hmm. to figure it all out yeah Suter said something like you know violence is attractive in its own way Tuvok. yeah, yeah. and he wanted he wanted to mind meld with tuvok again mm-hmm. and he said you know your mind meld is a form of violence in a way yeah yeah your your thoughts dissolving into mine yeah that was really penetrating into mind. yeah yeah mm-hmm. because in a way even though the intention was um noble i guess and and tuvok thought he was doing the right thing it is a form Mm. of violence to take over someone's thoughts yeah take over um you know someone's beliefs or thoughts or feelings and uh i think that's an interesting lesson as part of our theme and part of our you know of uh where is that line you know with violence with aggression with um yeah there's a very fine line there and uh, yeah it was it was, yeah, an interesting moment. I just didn't want to miss. Um, yeah, the you disgust me. All of you humans do. When Tim Russ at one point goes, release the force field, and he yes. said it with this he said it with like, I don't know. It just found sounded classic. Like the the line reading, his energy, his intention of release the force field. Oh yeah, was so good. Yeah. So good. Uh, do Vulcan uh, sweat, by the way? He was sweaty a lot. And I'm like, he's very sweat sweaty. Plans? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, do I'm other aliens do. sweat? Like, I would think that, that that might be a choice to make is that, oh, not every bipedal humanoid alien has to sweat yeah. like humans. They may know. Yeah, that's so.
0: true. That's true. Um, yeah. I don't know whose decision that was to make him all, you know, damp throughout that episode. When he was yeah. He was
1: sweating a lot. Demons. Yeah. Um,
0: <clears throat> Janeway at the end says Tuvok, no more mind melds without permission. Yeah. <laughs> Which typically at the end of every episode, it's it's always Janeway pulling Torres aside and, and you know, breaking off a piece of wisdom and 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 remember yeah. this. And then it, whoever it is, there's always something with Janeway, typically, right? And in yeah. this one, yes, Janeway's there, but instead of instead of this deep sort of you know uh and this is this is what you should learn from this young man yeah. uh, it came off very very fortune cookie-ish, you know, kind of like, it's just like, I'm just going to just say to you, no more mind mounts without permission. And to me, it trivialized it at the very end for her just to quickly say, no more mind mounts, you know, I'm like, okay, we need more Calgon. I mean, it it just really kind of bugged me that it didn't have a little more gravity at the end. I I thought, was that the end scene? And then it ended.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I feel like the deeper ideas came in the conversations with with Suter and Tuvok. That's where... The depth yeah. came out because there was there was a line where um, Suter said something like, if you can't control the violence, then the violence will control, will you. control you. And to me, that was the theme of this episode. Okay. Um, right. Just to kind of segue into yeah. theme. like yeah, To me, that that sort of captured the big idea, the lesson that mm-hmm. we can all learn was like, we all have the potential for violence for the darker side. Yes. You know, and, and I guess that's the way I was connecting the Sandrine's gambling and, you know, mm-hmm. even Tuvok's experience, obviously. And, and what Neelix talked about, that festival, what was that festival called? I'm going to look it up again so I get it right. Um, uh, the Vulcan Ramari Festival, which is like Mardi Gras, like where they <laughs> run around and chase each other naked. And like everyone has this dark side. So if if you can't control, I guess, is the big word there. If you can't find your own way, there's a Vulcan way of doing it. There's a human way. Everybody can find their own path. Everyone has their own path. But if you don't find that path to controlling the darker side of of your experience, then the dark side will control you. I thought, to me, that was the theme, anyway.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and you talked about earlier that you need an outlet you need an outlet to, to sort of yeah. um, help you uh, normalize your own your own feelings or your behavior, right? Something yeah. to kind of to work out all this aggression. Yeah, um, and yeah, that is a good theme. Um, my my other uh, theme behind the B storyline would be the house always wins. So <laughs> 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 you taking your ten percent. You were the house in that whole gambling. That's house. right there And right. uh, it's true, it's true for all those people out there that are just turning 21 and entering into U.S. casinos and trying to gamble. Just remember, it is hit and run. The minute you are <laughs> up, you need to leave. I mean, you cannot sit there all day because you will lose every cent on you because the house will always always win. That's right. But in the short term, you can't stay ahead. Yeah, that's my theme. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> hit like, and run.
1: That.
0: Yeah, hit and run.
1: That's good. Hit and run. All right. Well, great. Well, that was, uh, that was awesome. That was, that was a fun episode. I thought Tim did a great job. <laughs> he did. He did. Yeah. A scale of one to
0: 10. What are you going to put that on? I'm,
1: give, uh, so. I'm give that a
0: seven. Okay. I agree. Give I'll give the same too yeah tim did a fab and really this is almost like a mirror universe episode for tim like he finally yeah. got to you know act with some emotion and typically yeah. what we see of tuvok is the most emotion we get is the raised eyebrow and yeah. that's it you know and this one he went to town you yeah. know uh
1: released the released the force field and i'm
0: i have some funny backstory lines that we're going to ask tim when we have him yeah
1: we're going to uh for our patrons we're going to we're going to have our bonus features our usual games we play but we We'll have Tim Russ uh, checking in with us on this episode to to talk and answer a few questions. I'm yeah, very curious to to get his uh, his memories there. Oh, me yeah. too, most definitely.
0: Um, all right, so without further ado, let's move. We're going to go ahead. Thank you, everyone, for uh, tuning in this week. All of our listeners out there, we appreciate that. Next week is uh, Dreadnought, right? Dreadnought. Yep. Okay. So we'll see you guys next week. See you then. All right.